the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. I know a place where we can go. This is Crosswalk Colorado Springs, a local community faith program from 100.7. The Word. Welcome to Crosswalk. I'm Chaim Goldman, the Watchman. So happy to have you joining us on this President's Day, the day we remember that our nation was designed by geniuses, but very often we have to realize that it's currently being run by idiots. And that's just the situation that we've put ourselves in because we, the people, are supposed to be educated, we're supposed to be active, and we're supposed to be faithful. This is a republic if we can keep it, and we aren't doing that great a job. But you... You who listen to Crosswalk, you who listen to the Word, know that we have a mighty God and that this nation is dedicated to Him. And so if we can get our act together, <laughs> and I say if, because I don't know, when, when I read the Bible, I'm a, I'm a Messianic Jew, I'm a Jewish believer, I, I read the Bible like a contract. That's what it is. There's if-then statements throughout the Bible. Nothing is guaranteed If we don't do our part, it's filled with if-then statements. So if you're listening to the station, you've said yes to Jesus, to Yeshua. You've, You've gotten into that new covenant with him. But we as a nation are a covenant nation, and we need to know what it means to be a covenant nation and that we're to play a role in this. And so today on this President's Day, so happy to have Dr. Jeff Myers, who is the president of Summit Ministries, a ministry here in the Springs that is dedicated to educating our youth to have, one, a biblical worldview and then do something about it. So Dr. Jeff Myers, welcome to Crosswalk. Hi, it's great to be on the show with you. I really... Really, I really, your intro is is great. I love it. We were designed by geniuses and we were uh, uh, our nation. And these geniuses didn't just turn to, you know, John Locke or others. And they turned to scripture more than all of the other sources put together. They quoted from scripture and mostly related to the Hebrew Republic. They looked back at the Old Testament and said, God did something special there. Is there anything we can take away from it? And man, they got a lot of insights. Right. And we had the, the king, priest, prophet system. If you look at it, that is the three, that is the, the divided government into three parts uh, that works well if they're working together and if they stay in their lane. But uh, that, <laughs> that, that, that doesn't exactly That's happen. That's our job and, to and make by, sure that happens. And by the way, it didn't happen in Israel either in the you know in historic Israel either but we have a record of what happened to them and if we think that it won't happen to us well unfortunately we're experiencing it happening to us and we're going to be talking throughout the program about a lot of things but overall this is about having a biblical worldview but also uh, Jeff is recently back from Israel and we're going to be talking about that and the reason that uh, a few months ago I reached out to him to say I wanted him to come on the program because I read I'm a fan of the Daily Wire if you're not I would suggest getting it it's 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 great it's great journalism um and and really interesting commentary and jeff is a a guest uh common commentator for them and wrote an article about how we have raised um 
Uh, what, what is the exact a generation title? of terrorist sympathizers? Yeah, a generation of terror. How does how's that for a title? I said I got to get him on the program to talk about that. And only more have we seen the fruit of that. And you can call it anti-Israelism, but it's really anti-Semitism. And let's stop calling it anti-Semitism. It's Jew hatred, and it's rampant in this country, and it's in the church. And um, here's the deal. It destroys nations. They come for us first, but it ends up destroying nations from Pharaoh's Egypt to Hitler's Germany and now to the Palestinian people who could have their own nation, beautiful piece of property. It could be it could be amazing for them. And yet, because of Jew hatred, they're destroying themselves and we need to learn our history or we're going to repeat it. And hopefully we won't. So let me let me read you a, a quick, not so quick bio of Dr. Myers here. He's the president of Summit Ministries, an educator and entrepreneur. Uh, he's become one of America's most respected authorities on youth leadership development. Through his speaking engagements and media appearances, Dr. Myers has become a fresh voice, offering humor and insight from a Christian worldview. He's the author of 16 books, including the understand, Understanding the Faith, Understanding the Times, and Understanding the Culture textbooks, which are studied by tens of thousands of students. He holds a Doctor of Philosophy degree from the University of Denver and continues to engage college students through an exclusive signature leadership course series offered with Unbound, a project-based education company that prepares high school and college students to become leaders for Christ in the real world. Jeff and his wife, Stephanie, and their family live in Colorado. And what he's known for, Summit Ministries, is these wonderful summits that you put on, bring in youth, and uh, teach them proper biblical worldview and values so that they can go out and be the leaders and withstand the indoctrination, the lies, and everything else. So, um, Jeff, let's get more. I gave some of your bio here, but, you know, where do you come from? How did you get into this? How'd you end up out here in Colorado? Are you from here? Where are you well, from? I, I'm not. Actually, I was born in Detroit, Michigan. And when I was a small child, the town dissolved into riots. Our riots in our city were so bad that more people were killed, more people went to the hospital, more buildings were destroyed in the city of Detroit when I was a small child than in all of the United States put together in the summer of 2020. And my parents, they knew it was a rough place to grow up. They went there for career opportunities. That's what people did in the late 1960s. But the, yeah, I was offered hard drugs for the first time at seven years of age. I remember cowering under my bed at the sound of a gunshot in the streets. I, I, I remember a heroin overdose victim being wheeled out of the house across the street. My parents just said, you know what? We got to we got to leave here. We got to get out of here. We had a great church home, though. I will say that. Well, we moved back to my parents' roots. They're from Kansas and Oklahoma. So here we are all of a sudden in the middle of Kansas. And I'm just this kid from Detroit. We went to a tiny little church that was so small. My family of four increased attendance by 20% just by walking in the door. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, and, you know, I couldn't, I, I wasn't very good at athletics. I mean, I was the worst baseball player on the worst team in the city. Okay. Two years in a row. I just don't give up very easily, but I also don't <laughs> succeed very easily. But my, yeah, I started asking questions kind of in my church. You know, what What about this? How can there be a good God if there's evil in the world? How do we actually know there is a God? How do we know that the Bible's record about God is the true one? Because there are a lot of people who have other beliefs about God. I got involved in the debate team, as you can tell. That was my thing when I was in school. And I would come back from a debate tournament and say, hey, you know, they were talking about Frederick Nietzsche, the philosopher. What do Christians think about Frederick Nietzsche? And people would be like, you know what, Fred who? Uh, did he used to live here? Or you? And I thought, not only do these people not know the answers to these big questions, they don't even know the questions. 
And so I was one of those kids, and this is about 70% of young adults today, who said, when I graduate from high school, I'm going to graduate from church. And my parents, knowing this was about to happen, arranged for me to spend two weeks in Little Manitou Springs, Colorado, with Dr. David Noble and Summit Ministries. And I walked into that place, I looked right at him, and I said, I hope you have a lot of answers, because I have a lot of questions. And he didn't say to me, kid, just sit down, be quiet, I'll get you the answers. He said, at Summit, we aren't afraid of the questions. That's when I knew I had found my tribe. Because I I realized I have a lot of big questions. And I know that the answers are hard to find. That's not a problem. I get that. But I want to be on a journey with people who are looking for truth. And here we are all of these years later. And I have the privilege of heading up that ministry that had such a profound influence on my own life. And how long have you been the president? I've been the president of Summit Ministries for 12, going on 13 years. And we've expanded from those two, those two week long programs, which we still have in Manatee Springs, Colorado. We also have them in Lookout Mountain, Georgia. And then we've expanded from that into curriculum courses for Christian schools, homeschools, churches. And so every year I have the privilege of having an influence on 70,000 young people through these intensive biblical worldview study courses, helping them find the answers that I had always wanted to find. So we have about 30 seconds left in this segment. What's your, what's your elevator pitch summary for? Summit ministry. Oh, well, that, that's really simple. We're <laughs> equipping and supporting the rising generation. Uh, this is the third generation I've had a chance to work with, and we're equipping them and supporting them to know God's truth and to champion a biblical worldview. And summit.org is our website. Would love to have any young people you know, ages 16 to 22, attend one of these life-changing programs. And um, what, what, how many people have been through the program? Oh, a million Really? A million kids through our curriculum courses, through our in-person programs. And in person, do you know the number? Do you know the number? I know I'm the putting in, you on the spot. The in-person program is about 100,000 students in the 62 years of Summit Ministries okay. history, which okay. is incredible. Amazing. Amazing. Well, thank you. We're, we're here on Crosswalk Live with Dr. Jeff Myers. He is the president of Summit Ministries in Manitou Springs, teaching our youth to have a biblical worldview and to take it out to the world. You're listening to Crosswalk on 100.7 FM in Colorado Springs. I'm Chaim Goldman, the Watchman, and we'll be right back with Dr. Jeff Myers. Stick around. Crosswalk, Colorado Springs on 100.7. The Word. Hi, I'm Chaim Goldman. Welcome back to Crosswalk on 100.7 FM. So happy to have you joining us here on this President's Day Monday. And who, who is Crosswalk? What is Crosswalk? We're a local community show, obviously Christ-centered. But this is really about meeting people in our community and inspiring you to get active. Because if we're going to take our city, our county, our region, our state, our nation, our world back for the kingdom, but you know, also for us too— we have to get active. All of us have to. We can't just leave it up to, to the leaders. We're all called to be a leader. And on the program today, we have someone who has influenced a million of our youth and 100,000, the organization itself, um, Summit Ministries, which is in Manitou Springs. We have Dr. Jeff Myers, who is the current president, not the originator of it, told a story in the first segment about how he was a student there, went to the class, and that set his destiny here to be a now uh, heading up the ministry. And what do they do? They teach students from around the country about how to have a biblical worldview, how to make it part of their life, and how to message it out to the world. And if you haven't seen what's going on with youth today, I mean, it, it, as, a, as a Jew— <laughs> 
<laughs> this is pretty scary because we didn't realize how much, I'm a Messianic Jew, I believe in Jesus, in Yeshua, but we didn't realize how much anti-Semitism was going on in the country. But on college campuses, and when you look at the numbers of 18 to 24-year-olds, it's terrifying how they've been indoctrinated. But Summit Ministries is fighting back against that. And in this segment, I wanted Jeff to comment on, because I read a great article on the Daily Wire a couple months ago that uh, was guest column by Jeff, and it was called, Congratulations, America, You've Raised a Generation of Terrorist Sympathizers. <laughs> and uh, I, I really resonated with, with that as a Jew, as an American as, and a, a dual Israeli citizen, um, that, that we're in trouble here because anti-Semitism and, and siding with evil, they may come for us first, but eventually it brings down entire nations. Jeff, why would you write the article? Well, I'll tell you what, Kaim, I, I spent a lot of time looking at what this generation of young adults is like. I know some of the struggles that they have. I know that 75% of them say they don't have a sense of purpose that gives meaning to their lives. I know that they struggle with anxiety, with depression, with suicidal ideation. And a lot of this stems from the fact that they've given up on the idea of truth. Well, why did they do that? Because they were told by their teachers and by the culture that you are your own truth. You don't seek the truth anymore. You speak your truth. And that message sounds empowering, but it's left an entire generation feeling alienated. So where do they turn? They turn to some kind of a narrative. And and the narrative in this particular situation was Israel versus Palestine. When you look at the United States of America, you see the vast majority of people support Israel in this country. That is not true, as you well know, around the world. Mm -hmm. There are 160 countries in the United Nations that regularly vote against Israel. But in the United States, a lot of support, but not by generation. If you look at 18 to 24-year-olds, you find that, uh, well, I'll just give you the the basic statistic. 56% said they know that Hamas is a terrorist organization that kills men, women, and children intentionally. And then almost all of those said they believe that it's justified because the Palestinians are the ones who are oppressed. That set me off. And that's why I wanted to write that, that op-ed. And obviously it got a lot of attention, but, the, but I think the basic message is that we've got a generation of young people who've been trained in anti-Americanism. Only 16% of young adults say they're proud to be an American. They've been trained in postmodernism and kind of this oppressor versus oppressed mindset. And so they have a very simplistic view of the world that is in a, in a way it's not even geopolitical, it's theopolitical. And what, you know, Unfortunately, a lot of times people don't play chess. They're playing checkers. They're not thinking a couple moves ahead. These are the same claims that a lot of militant, you know, BLM blacks. So is so is it okay for them to start killing people? Like when it, you know, it's I, I've lived in Israel. I was almost blown up in a homicide bombing. It gets very real. It's not ideological and it's not fun when people are coming to kill you, not because of anything you've done, but who you are. And once you're in, once you're in the middle of that bullseye, it's a very tenuous place to live. So I really appreciate you're trying to help bring uh, back truth and right thinking to our youth. Why did they get here? Why? Why? I mean, do they have parents? <laughs> what happened? How, how do we get to a place where people can see violence? You know that fat shaming is violence. But rape, murder, and burning babies is justified violence. How, how do we get to a place where there's such non-thinking in our youth? 
Well, I think it's it's kind of an indoctrination in a way. You remember in the 1970s when some of the cults were very big, Moonies and all, all these different cults. And you would talk to these people and you would look them right in the eye and talk to them. And it sounded like they were talking as real people. But in fact, they were giving robotic talking points. They had given up their authentic self and embraced what the group told them to believe. It was mind control okay. claim. And so I think what's happening with this rising generation is very similar. They have been told for years, everything in the world can be divided up into oppressor versus oppressed. Karl Marx said it's the owners of the factories versus the workers that got expanded out. Oh, it's not just that. It's the rich versus the poor. It is white people versus black people. In every situation, you can divide them up. Why would you want to divide them up? Because that's the only way you get revolution. You have to make people have a simplified view of the world where they hate each other and then they fight. And Marx's view was out of that is going to come a higher and higher state until we eventually reach utopia. So violence is the path by which this would happen in the old Marxist system. In the newer Marxist system, what I, you know, what I was taught when I went to the university is it's, you know, oh, it's just going to be, it's going to be simpler than that. We're not going to be mean about it. We're not going to kill people. But eventually you get to the place where these animosities that you have created through your simplistic view of the world actually end up turning to violence. That's what happened in, you know, in in 2020 in the United States of America. That's kind of what is happening with the issue in Israel and Palestine right now. And I recommend people, if you haven't read the comment or the um, 1984, uh, or you haven't read it since high school, this is very much a part of the game plan where they foment revolution in order to destroy the middle class. Um, and they promise the lower class if they fight that they will get the benefit of it, but they never do. The elite always ends up with it. And uh, people like the brown shirts for Hitler, they're always the first one lined up against the wall. So how, how can we communicate history to everybody, but especially our youth, when they're trying to destroy history, when it's not being told? We're trying to do it here, you know, journalistically, um, you know, and, and through the radio and messaging this, but... What, what do we do in an educational system that has completely indoctrinated people to such a dangerous place? Well, you, you first of all have to be willing to listen to the questions that young adults have. Uh, second, you have to be willing to give them a biblical view of the world, not just a view of personal salvation, but an understanding that what you believe about the nature of God will determine what you le- believe about reality. What you believe about reality will determine what you believe is right or wrong. What you believe is right or wrong will determine what you think makes a good society. So helping young adults understand there's no neutrality here. If you reject a biblical worldview, you are by definition accepting a different view and one that doesn't have a factual basis for it. So you start with that. Then you begin looking at the counterfeit worldviews. The way history is taught today is not as a set of facts. The United States of America was built by flawed people who wanted to build a system that could self-improve. And that's what they've done. But when you when you look at it through the lens of, say, critical theory or, Mar- you know, a Marxist view, then you end up saying, oh, well, no, it was just as always. It's always been the majority versus the minority, the rich versus the poor. All of this is only true if only the physical world exists. Right. That there's no God, no Jesus, no Holy Spirit, no heaven, no hell. And and in which case, Marxism actually makes sense because, hey, you know what? If if you have anything more than anyone else, it's because you stole it. That's the only possible way that that could have happened. But if we have been designed by God and we bear his image, everything changes about that calculus. That's the message we've got to get across. So yours is a combination of faith, 
with reality, with the practical reality of living in this world. So I, I view Christianity the way C.S. Lewis viewed it. He said, I believe in Christianity as I believe that the sun has risen, not only because I see it, but because by it, I see everything else. It is only a biblical faith that makes sense of the facts of the world. Okay. I was going to bring up C.S. Lewis. <laughs> also, so <laughs> I beat I'm, you to I'm it. glad that you did because he's so brilliant. And if you haven't read Mere Christianity or haven't read it, that's another book to really to read. He's it's amazing. When we come back, uh, Dr. Jeff Myers, president of Summit Ministries, is continuing to be our guest for the whole hour. And we're going to be talking about his recent trip to Israel and give you his insights into what's going on over there. You're listening to Crosswalk. I'm Haim Goldman, the Watchman. We'll be right back. This is Crosswalk, Colorado Springs, on 100.7, The Word. Welcome back to Crosswalk on 100.7 FM. I'm Chaim Goldman, the Watchman. So happy to have you joining us here on this Monday. We're spending the whole hour with Dr. Jeff Myers, who's the president of Summit Ministries in Manitou Springs. And their whole mission is to raise up a generation of youth who know how to think, <laughs> who know how to ask good questions and, and want those good answers and have it all locked in with a biblical worldview, but also with their feet on the ground so that they can go out and actually impact this generation. And we, we desperately need this because we're losing the youth. And if they don't, they, they love socialism. They think that they think they love socialism. They think they love communism. And unfortunately, if they don't vote us out, eventually us older folks are going to die out and they're, they're going to take over. And if you're someone who homeschools as we do, Hey, these children in the public schools are the ones who are going to be with our children. They're going to be coming up in this next generation. So we need to get active and we need to equip our children to stand up against this indoctrination. And so, of course, at the forefront all the time throughout history is Israel and what's going on now and how the left, the Marxist left, has taken advantage of this. It's almost like they preplanned it to take over the media and to foment anti-Semitism, anti-Israelism. And now we have homosexuals who you don't want to go to Gaza, okay? You want to go to Tel Aviv if you're a homosexual in the area because one place you can live free and the other place they'll push you off a building. You can decide which is which. And they're now siding with terrorists. We have black people who are siding with terrorists all because of this victim mentality that's been indoctrinated in everybody and then the, the woke, woke white are being pressured to be guilty. Well, I'm here as a Messianic Jew, so I don't fit in any of these categories. So I just want to talk about truth. So, Jeff, you just came back from a trip to Israel. What were you doing over there? And, and what can you do to bring us there? What, what's the temperament right now? What's going on? Well, Kayam, I went, I, I've been to Israel before, but I went back in a time of war because I wanted, first of all, to show solidarity to my Jewish friends who, who I you. met there. And I, I can tell you this, the group, the, the people who organized our trip told us, you're the first Christian group we've had. The first Christian group. Because people want to go to Israel to take tours. They don't want to go in, in a war zone. But that's why I went. It was very baffling to the passport officials, I will tell you that, trying to explain why I am here. <laughs> but the, the, the very, the, we, we went, we got there, we received a briefing from an intelligence officer, and I knew things were going to be different when he began our meeting by giving us a blessing from Aaron in the Old Testament. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you. The Lord show his grace to you and give you peace. And of course, he was speaking in Hebrew, but his lip quivered. 
And I realized, man, this is one of the guys who's interpreting all these social media messages from Arabic where Hamas brags about the murder and the destruction and the rape. And that is his job. And yet he begins a meeting giving us this blessing. And so I knew it was going to be a very different kind of trip. We went immediately the next day to the war zone and I toured uh, a kibbutz called Kafaraza. Uh, I toured uh, another uh, military base called Raim. I visited a city called Starot, visited another a couple of other kibbutzim while we were, were there, went to the site of the Nova Festival where 367 young people were slaughtered and raped by Hamas. And I, I realized several things. Number one, this is not your parents' Israel-Palestine conflict. Hamas is the paradigm shift. That part of the Palestinian population in Gaza is ruled by the most evil people you can imagine. And they only have one aim. They do not care about the lives of the Palestinian people. They have only one aim, and that is to annihilate Israel from the map. This is the enemy that Israel is fighting. And unfortunately, there are a lot of civilians caught in the way. Uh, but, I, you know, I, I don't know how to describe so the videos that I saw, the people I met. I met with survivors. I met with hostage families. I watched some of the footage from television cameras at a police station. Um, I want you to share because Israelis have a resolve. And uh, I've had to remember that having back being back in the States now, lived over there for nine years, been back in the States about 12. That when this happened, my wife and I turned to each other, I guess, so we, we have to remember what it was like because we moved there during the second intifada. What do you as, a, as an American, you know, want to take from that? Because... When things start happening here, I, I I fear that Americans don't have the resolve to stand up to this. Well, I wonder about that as well. We think that American society is divided. We have Republicans. We have Democrats. There are t- 10 minor parties. Nobody ever, you know, very few people ever vote for them and they never win anything. But in Israel, there are 55 political parties for 9 million people and 15 of them have seats in the Knesset, which is the parliament. Uh, the majority party only has 32 seats out of 120. You have to have consensus to be able to figure out how to move forward. There's no other way. And what gives the consensus, the realization that they're surrounded on by enemies to the north and to the northeast, uh, some enemies sort of to the west and to the south, they're surrounded by people who want to kill them. That gives them the resolve where people who are leftist progressives and people who are right leaning conservatives can all come together and realize we've got to preserve the heritage that we have been given. And, and you know, I mean, you've, you've lived there. You, you know that the Israel Palestine conflict is not just about this little slice of the Middle East. It's about everything. In many ways, it is, is sort of the mo- model for how the rest of the world needs to begin thinking about the difference between truth and falsehood, between one, the one true God and false idols. I mean, it's amazing this tiny little country gets all the attention, but know that that's, you know, that's part of God's plan. It's our place. And when the tribes of, of Israel would break camp, Judah went first. So we're, we're on the front lines. We've gotten used to that. But now I, I think that Christians who for so long were persecutors of the Jewish people are now, you know, welcome to the party, I like to say, but let's get together and understand who the evil is. We do worship the same God, and uh, we don't, everybody else, we don't have that with them. And and so it's time for us to get together, and, and God, everything that can be shaken will be shaken, yes. So <laughs> so um, what do you learn from that, and, and what, are you, what are you going to teach your students from, and, and do you teach your students about this out of what's going on? in Israel and this sort of this eternal battle between good and evil that we see play out? Well, several things. First of all, is that every human being bears God's image. This is a biblical principle that Jewish people and Christian people all believe. 
It is not necessarily true of other religious groups or secular groups, but you begin with the idea that we human beings bear God's image. The second thing you realize is that we have bodies, that we actually live in a real world, that we have a spiritual reality, but we also have a physical reality and our, our landedness, our, our being part of a physical world is really significant. The third thing is you, you've got to know that truth does exist. It's not easy to find, but you can find it. And you find it by beginning with the truth. You look at you look at scripture and, and you realize, man, you know what? As a believer, here's how I, I see it. The truth exists. It's not just a set of logical propositions. It's not just a mathematical formula that models the known universe. It's a person. It's Jesus. It's, it's so truth and relationship intertwine together. So how do we stand for truth? How do you know that what, you know, what this group does or what that group does is actually right? You know, C.S. Lewis, we've already quoted him in the show. We'll do it again. You can't know whether a line is crooked if you have no idea of what a straight line is. So you have to have some sense of the truth. To me, teaching about Israel and Palestine is going to be the opportunity to teach students to embrace truth and to reject this postmodern idea that no one actually knows what's going on. And... What do you think the biggest lesson is that you brought home this this trip to Israel for you to share with with the community, with the Summit Ministries community? You know, I was trying to think of that when you and I were visiting before the show, and I think a friend of mine put it very well. She said, even though there's a lot of division in Israel, they have a we, a sense of unity that we don't have. And maybe it's because they're under constant threat of annihilation. That could be the reason for it. But I think there's also an element of just a a prophecy to this. And I'm not talking about end times. I'm just talking about the Old Testament being realized with Jews being able to return to the land from 103 different nations, 82 different languages. And as goes Israel, I I believe that if if we, you know, Israel's blessed, if if we support Israel, then we'll experience that blessing. Well, thank you for that. And that is true. I talk about that all the time that. You know, we are a family at the end of the day, and we understand that, but the church is too, but it doesn't understand it. And once once the church understands who it is and that it's grafted into this Israel, it gets to be part of this legacy that at the end of the day, whatever theological or political or whatever issues that we have, at the end of the day, we're still a family, and that means we can't run away from each other. We need to deal with each other. You're listening to Crosswalk on the Word. We're with Dr. Jeff Myers, the president of Summit Ministries. And when we come back, we're going to be talking finally about Summit Ministries and the great work it does. Crosswalk, Colorado Springs on 100.7, The Word. Welcome back to Crosswalk. I'm Chaim Goldman, The Watchman. You're in our final segment with Dr. Jeff Myers, president of Summit Ministries from Manitou Springs. And in this final segment, we're talking about Summit Ministries itself and the great work that it does to help youth ground themselves in faith, to have a biblical worldview, and to be able to bring it out to the world and stand against really their generation right now that that honestly, and I'm, I'm sorry if... If your child has gotten involved in this and been indoctrinated by by the system, but they've lost their minds. They really have. And and they have become terrorist sympathizers who can't seem to tell good from evil anymore. And I'm not saying that, you know, in this case with Israel, which we've been talking a lot about, you know, Israel is a government like many others. When I lived there, I protested against the government. I don't like what they did with COVID. It was very restrictive. But we're not talking about that. We're talking about the the Jewish people, the Israel people, and and 
and that the church, you're, you're grafted in, you're part of this heritage. And so we need to really come together and solidify this. And we definitely need to train up our children in the way that they should go. So, Jeff, why does your ministry, why does Summit Ministries work? Why, why is it effective in what it's doing of, of bringing a locking in a biblical worldview that's practical with our youth when so many others are, are losing their children to, to the other side? You know, kind of the first thing you've got to do if you want someone to listen to you is you have to take them seriously. You have to be willing to listen to them. You have to be willing to grapple with the honest, deep questions that they have. So young adults 16 to 22 will come to one of our 11-day experiences. They'll bring those big questions, and we will bring to them the top Christian thought leaders in the country who love Jesus, who are philosophers and economists and apologists and theologians and historians— to help them understand what a biblical worldview really says. If you line it up side by side with all of the counterfeit worldviews of our day, it becomes really obvious that what Scripture tells us is the basis of truth. So when young adults come to the program, they bring their big questions with them. We help them understand what a biblical worldview is. We reveal to them and we talk openly about some of the counterfeit worldviews like Marxism that they will face, how to respond to those, not just by bashing them, but by rising above them because a biblical worldview. And this is something that ties Jews and Christians together. You know, Genesis chapter 12, through you, all the nations of the earth will be blessed. Then the apostle Paul says the blessing that was given to Abraham is for those who believe as well. So you're blessed along with Abraham, the man of faith. We are to be a blessing to the nations of the earth. We are to have in mind bringing flourishing because what God says is true. So once students have that, then the next step is to help them learn to dialogue about what they believe so that they're no longer afraid to have questions with a professor or with a fellow student. Once they do that, the leadership skills really begin to emerge. And the impact is is huge. 95% of young adults who graduate from this program say they believe in a biblical worldview compared to 1% of their peers, 95%. And you say, well, of course they would. 11 days someplace, you know, you're going to really be excited about it, right? It's camp high. Well, we study them one year, five years, 10 years later, 85% stay strong in their biblical worldview. And I had a pastor tell me the other day, man, if I knew that program could have that kind of impact, I would move heaven and earth to make that possible for every young person that I know. But that's why it works, because we take young adults seriously. We present them with really intensive information that they're not going to get anyplace else. And then we, you know, we play the lights out, too. (laughs) That's a big part of it. We work hard. We play hard. We whitewater raft. We play sports. We hike. We do all those things. Excellent. So um, summit.org is the website for more information. You have your classes in Manitou Springs that are starting on May 19th. Tell us when someone, when a youth, and it's uh, 16 to 22-year-olds, when they come into the program, they're there for how long? What's the experience like? You know, t- take us through the program. Well, the students are there for 11 days. And this is also true in our program that's in Georgia, Lookout Mountain, Georgia. They're there for 11 days. They, they have a small group. They have a, they have somebody who is one-on-one mentor with them. You know, we obviously have mental health counselors there, you know, because a lot of young adults are struggling as well. We have pastor, pastors who are there to help them spiritually, uh, house parents, you know, a lot of people too will invest in them intentionally as young adults. And then we help them develop a biblical worldview by talking about things like, why would you be, Pro-life. Why, why, why is a free market economic system a good system? What did the founders get right about the United States of America? Why, you know, why should we be glad that we are Americans? Uh, you know, some of those basic things, but we also help them understand how do you actually read scripture? 
you don't develop a biblical worldview, but taking a verse here or a verse there, you look at the overarching meta narrative of God's plan through all of history. And once you realize, Kayam, that, that God is a God of history, that history is going someplace and it's going there on purpose and you're part of the story, then that sense of purpose begins to emerge. And you realize, man, I not only know the truth, I want to live it. So what type of people, what type of students are you looking for there? Do you have to apply to the program? Can anybody sort of get in by paying the tuition? Or is there some standards? Do you test them? What, what's the deal? What should people be thinking about? And also, what's the mindset they should be coming in? You know, the only thing that's in, and both of those are related. The mindset I want students to come in with is a mindset of curiosity. I don't ask that you're a believer in Jesus. I do ask that you're a person who likes, are are you a person who likes to learn? Are you a curious person? Do you have big questions about the world that you would like to find answers to? If so, then you're going to find this experience very valuable. And people should apply right away because you book (laughs) out. You always book out. We always fill the programs. So you would want to find that. You would want to right away go to summit.org, select conferences on the website, and then you'll immediately see the information along with some video testimonials from people who've been so that students can look at that and see that that's the kind of thing that they would want to experience. And I'll let you know, Jeff told me during the break that he he texted in to get a a discount code for our (laughs) listeners. Um, We're we're not over with the segment yet, but I want and we'll give this again. But until March 31st, First, uh, there's already an early bird discount of $100, but if Salem, thank you for that, S-A-L-E-M and the number 24, Salem 24, another $200 off. So register your youth now or get them interested in it, send them to the website. So when people go through the program, what are what are some of the things that you see as far as transformation of their mindset you know, what, what are some of the testimonies that you get back at the end of the program? Well, I spent a lot of time with hundreds and hundreds of students. And, and, you, I have, and I, you were in the program many years ago. I am involved in the program. I am right there, not quite every every day, every minute of every day, but I'm, I'm there all of the time. And, I, and I'll just tell you a quick story. I had a student this last summer who came up to me and said, I'm so glad that you're talking about worldviews. You've answered so many questions for me. I said, really? He said, yes. I know I'm not a Christian. I just have to decide whether I'm a new spiritualist or a postmodernist. <laughs> I, so I asked him, can we have lunch? So he sat down, told me his story. He got involved in drug use, got a hold of some bad weed, really messed up his mind. Oh. And he had also had a bad situation in his family. And so he decided, I'm, I've deconstructed my faith. I said, well, you know what? Uh, what? What would your goals be for while you're here? I mean, you're a curious person. Obviously, you're a learner. What would your goals be? And we talked about that. At the end of the program, he came back to me and said, I just want you to know I've made a decision. I choose Jesus. Because he understood that those other worldviews just can't offer the hope that he needs. And there's a difference between optimism and hope. Optimism is just having a good feeling about something. Hope is a belief that you personally are called to be part of the solution. Excellent. So this is Summit Ministries. We've been talking the whole hour with Dr. Jeff Myers who is the president of Summit Ministries. And this is a ministry that is obviously grounded, not just in a biblical worldview, but in Jesus at the center and Yeshua at the center, while at the same time equipping our youth to believe biblical worldview, and I would say conservative values, right? Thinking values about this world and and coming against what is just coming down the pike um, at us in such a rapid way that we're going to lose our youth. So thank you, Jeff, for what you're doing. Well, we've got an entire team of people who do it, 75 instructors, about 70 staff, uh, 100 young adults who come in as mentors every summer, plus all of the people who are there just to invest. They want to invest their lives in the rising generation.
Okay, well, thank you, Dr. Jeff Myers, for being our guest on Crosswalk. Go to summit.org for more information about Summit Ministries and their upcoming classes um, starting May 19th till March 31st, early bird special, but use Salem24 as a discount code and you get $200 off. Thank you, Jeff. Thanks, Kyle. I'm Haim Goldman, The Watchman. You've been listening to Crosswalk on 100.7 FM, The Word. I want to tell you about The Peak, which is our hyper-local news talk station on AM 1460 and FM 101.1, The Answer. We're on 3 p.m. Monday through Thursday. Tomorrow we have Greg Lopez and Mark Spengler talking about the difficulties of getting conservative ballot initiatives through the state title board. Again, 3 p.m. on The Answer. Now let's get out there, get our youth and ourselves grounded in a biblical worldview education for such a time as this. Shalom. 100.7 The Word Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.